0: But
1: Hello, Welcome. hey We yay. are <laughs> <laughs>
2: That very enthusiastic yay Was from our dear friend Tom Hand hey. Who
3: Boo uh...
2: <laughs>
3: A wild Tom <time> of-
2: <laughs> 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 A long time person Who we mention on the show First time <laughs> guest So Yeah. It's, uh, it's been three years And it was finally time Violent I'm truly honored to be Tom.
3: here. Thank <laughs> you guys for letting me to letting me invade your safe space.
4: <laughs> we had to wait for just the right <laughs> wild ass episode. We had, to, we had to
2: find yeah the episode that really spoke to us, and what it said was, "This is Tom's episode."
1: Hell this, yeah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> this episode is for Tom. So, um, before we get into that, I. I, I was like, let's have a real loosey-goosey conversation, guys. But now I'm going to ask you a question. Um, Wait,
3: before you a- ask me okay. a question, let me yeah. ask you one since you just brought it up. What the? What do y'all think about me that you think <laughs> this episode is my episode? <laughs> what does that say?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, nothing good. But So, um, so me yeah. and
0: Ari for a, a number of weeks now have been pseudo-sort of dreading this episode. Because we have future vision, and (laughs) I was like, how the fuck can we make this fun for at least us? And I'm like, you know what? You know what I love? I love my friend Tom. You know what's fun? Having people who might find a really weird-ass episode really crazy to talk about. Let's goddamn do this. You already seem down for it, too.
4: um... Also, Travis. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I... I had no idea what to expect with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I don't get any input on <laughs> on like what uh what is going to be good for, for people. I'm just like, "Hey, I'll I'll watch it and find it out."
2: You can't blame this on Travis. This is purely a me and Ben thing. Uh, yeah. I'll t- hell, uh, I'll take
4: the blame for
0: it. Fuck it. <laughs>
2: Then, then said Tom should be on this episode, and I was like, "That'd be hilarious. Let's do it." <laughs> and, uh,
1: and
2: and and thus this happened. And you know what? I have no regrets, Tom. No regrets. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're a comic. Tell us a little bit about that. Maybe allegedly. like what's your <laughs> allegedly, hypothetically, allegedly, we're all comedians. Like, there's no way to prove it. Um, other than you know, hours of recorded material and evidence of us at shows. But tell us also a little bit about like your experience with Supernatural. Have you heard the show? Is this the first episode you've seen? Do you like know uh, anything outside of this?
3: So I was a little hesitant when I went on to uh, when I went on to Netflix to look up the episode, because I was like, this is going to fuck up my whole Netflix algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm only going to watch one episode. And also, I don't really use Netflix that often. I'd, like, go there specifically to watch a show and then get out of it and go to other things that I like better.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so I log into the Netflix, and uh, this is also, by the way, this isn't me being, like uh super cool and bougie this is because uh on my main computer for some reason netflix does not get along with my my main browser so i have to use another browser just for netflix and i hate that and so that's kind of why i don't really do netflix as much as i do say uh hulu or amazon prime Mm. uh So I go in, I haven't been on my Netflix account in a while, and I look up Supernatural, and I click on it, and it immediately starts playing, like, the end of Season 3, Episode 10. And I realized, oh yeah, I've watched three seasons of Supernatural, I think. (laughs) 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 Now, I never watched it on, when it was on TV, like, I... I'd never watched it. I'd, I have no interest in it. I've bounced off of it several times and I don't have, I don't actually think that I've seen all three of the first seasons. I think somebody had told me what I can't remember is if they told me to skip season one, season two, or skip both of them and start in season three. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I started at, but obviously I'd gotten into season three, episode 10 at some point. Uh, can I tell you what happens in any of those seasons, or what was happening in that episode? Fuck no, I can't. <laughs> but, that's apparently what I've watched before. Uh, I've known you three for a long time, so I've heard a lot about Supernatural. I kinda hate the CW, and Supernatural has always had that, like, taint of CW teen drama in my my headcanon.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So, I've never really tried to engage it when I've bounced off of it. And I can say definitively after watching this show that I am certain that it was better for me and my own mental health when I'd forgotten that I'd ever watched a single episode
1: of this bullshit. <laughs> okay. Oh, so
2: you were not a fan? Is that hmm, so weird? What?
3: I lied to y'all, and I said I was the biggest Supernatural fan in order for y'all to put me on this episode.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Uh. Our (laughs) listeners, hey, our listeners would never believe that, because they've listened to other episodes (laughs) of the show and have seen some of our other guests.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was a very recent uh, conversation that I was sort of a part of with... and another friend of ours where he was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is up with Supernatural fans. Most of them will tell you how trash it is and then tell you how much they love it. And from what we've seen of IMDb reviews, incredibly true. (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
4: It will be reviews being like, this episode was the worst one so far. 8 out of
1: 10.
3: So I'm using a new computer to watch this and to record this with y'all, and I wasn't sure if I was going to have that Netflix issue, because I like using the same base browser on everything, and I put the same add-ons on it and stuff. (laughs) Uh, So I was looking for alternative ways to view it, and I went to Amazon, and Season 8 can be bought on Amazon.com. And there are reviews for the entire season on Amazon, and I looked some of those up. And I would like to share those with you later on. I've got those recorded. I will say this. Uh, after watching the episode, this is an, I took 10 pages of notes on this. For anybody who thinks I didn't do the homework. Uh, the last Some of the last sentences that I wrote on my notes is, uh, This is really bad TV. Like really, really stupid and bad. But it's done well
2: yeah yeah that Uh oh my god yeah i mean yeah that
4: that encapsulates the whole show
2: when okay so obviously i am biased but to me supernatural is at its best seasons three through five like those seasons to me are just like peak golden seasons um and if you were like, okay, take a really good hard look at this and like tell me like how you feel about it, I would be like, it's trash, but it's my trash. It's for me. Mm-hmm. I am a raccoon. <laughs> like, P. Yeah. And, and, um, there are definitely seasons on the whole where I'm like, mm, could have been better executed. But at the end of the day, I st- still come back to it because, um, I decided to start a podcast with two of my friends where I agreed to watch past season five, and... (laughs) I regret that decision every day, but that's neither here (laughs) nor there, so...
4: How do you think I feel?
2: Uh, You did this to you. We all did it to us, so...
4: Yeah, that's true.
3: I'm not going to mention Ben's name when I quote him in a second, but (laughs) a friend of mine told me that... (laughs) this was a good show if you could turn your mind off and just like let it wash over you
0: yeah
2: Yeah.
3: and uh i understand that i get that that's just not who i am that's not how i do things that does not relax me that just makes me like look eventually i'm gonna have an aneurysm or stroke or something i'm gonna be locked inside of my own half-working head anyway like i'm not trying to get there before it's gonna definitely happen to me
2: So, okay, I have a question. You're not a fan of Supernatural. That's fine. I'm only reluctantly a fan of Supernatural. But what, like, genre television shows do you like? Something in that same vein. Just to kind of give us an idea of where you're coming from.
3: I really liked, I've read the books for The Expanse, and uh, I really liked how they've adapted the TV show. Uh, it's not following the books one for one. They've done stuff, because obviously you have to. But I've really, really enjoyed The Expanse. Uh, I don't actually watch a lot of TV shows anymore. I watch a lot of things. But I watch, like... I'm very piecemeal on stuff. I enjoyed this season of The Invincibles Mm -hmm. on Amazon. Uh, I really liked... Doom Patrol, the first season, I kind of bounced out of it on the second season, and haven't tried to get back into it yet. Uh, I didn't like The Watchmen, The Watchmen series uh, on HBO Max. I <clears throat> I also didn't really love. A lot of my friends tell me how great uh, Lovecraft Country is, but I've I'm watched most of that, and I have bounced out during every
2: single episode. Okay. What kind of, is there like a theme or like a common thing that makes you kind of lose interest in an episode or is just like, nope, turning it off. Fuck this.
3: Uh, I'll tell you, like, I would have bounced out of this episode, too, because the dialogue was just so bad. When Sam goes to the police station and he's talking to the police guy, this is in my notes in in that scene uh do y'all do like a should i save this until you're doing like a plot breakdown of the episode or something or Um, can i say it right now
2: go ahead and say it right now and uh it'll all be good
3: this is a this is an example of what what happens that that bounces me out of stuff is sam's talking to the police guy and he hands him a piece of evidence right and the piece of evidence is a piece of white fabric about the size of, like, your thumb, maybe. It's a very small piece of ev- of evidence, but it's bright white fabric, and it's got blood on it, like a, a little bit of red stain on it. And he, for one, the cop says... Well, we already knocked that we already knocked those scenes down, which means that a a forensic unit, because these are murder scenes, a forensic unit has already been through there and picked up all the evidence. But they missed a thumb size. The people who go through and find hair and threads of carpet fabric missed a thumb size piece of bloody fucking fabric that this rando fucking FBI agent supposedly found and put in a ziplock and gave to you. And now that's evidence in any form, fashion, or way. Like, fuck you. Also, uh, the cop goes, oh, well, you know, a witness did say that uh, he, he takes the fabric and he goes, oh, this will be great. Because a witness said uh, there was a guy in a suit in the area. And it's like, what
1: the, how
3: the fuck do you jump from a piece of white fabric to that must be from a white button down shirt? That guy must be have must have been wearing a suit, so that goes with my witness statement. Like it's just there's so many logical leaps. I understand, like you only have 41 minutes or whatever to to make your episode, and you're trying to to go over things, but there's a better way of doing that. There's a much much better way of doing that. Uh, I, I'll give you I'll give you maybe the first half of it. That uh, okay. A forensic team missed this thumb-sized piece of fabric. Fine, cool, uh, but I won't give you the. This piece of fabric made me made me blurt out a very important piece of plot exposition. Yeah, you know, it's just like you're looking for an excuse to to exposit here in order to set up the red herring that you've been definitely trying to set up since the very first scene. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, spoiler alert. I recognized who the bad guy was like two seconds after he was on screen. I think his first appearance is like 12 minutes into the episode. And, uh, at like, I wrote it down. Uh, I wrote a timestamp down. It's like 14 minutes and 34 seconds. I was like, I think this guy's the bad guy.
2: So, um, basically Ben and I are able to turn off our minds and enjoy the fact that this is definitely a poorly disguised fetish uh, <laughs> being written into an episode and Tom is not. And that is why that is what kicked him out. No. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. we can the episode now guys. 15 minutes. This is a record for us. We're good. <laughs>
1: no, I'm just okay. I
2: have a question. I have another question. I'm just full of questions. I'm such a curious little lemon boy. Um, and this is for everybody if you were given carte blanche to write an episode about a poorly disguised fetish, what fetish would it be? And why? <laughs> Just kidding. We don't
1: have
4: um, no, I'm going to go ahead and jump in it. here okay. and say that it's already been done because resident ooh. evil eight is out. Now.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, Ooh, I'm going to go with urethral sounding because, like, how would I even write a TV appropriate episode about that? Like, what would I do? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Probably. mm, You have to make
4: it a metaphor. No, 100%. It
2: would. (laughs) would It'd be about this
3: guy named. (laughs) It would be about a guy named Richard who likes to swallow swords.
1: Yes. Very good. Or I
2: would go like. um, Like. oh my god fucking shit Roland Emmerich you know what I mean instead of like using an alien beam to blow up the Eiffel Tower a phallic symbol I'd have like a big tower and then I'd put like a like a like a giant rod through it okay this isn't a metaphor anymore this is just like a
3: giant like a Godzilla style creature like a kaiju fingering the top of it yes that's (laughs)
2: yes <laughs> I don't know what television show that's for, but that is, that's, I think that's what I would do. Ben, Tom, do you have a, a fetish you would put in a poorly disguised?
0: I got you. Okay.
3: <laughs> Go first, Ben. Go first.
0: Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no. uh,
2: T- Tom's like, I want to make sure we don't have the same one. I'll pick another one if yours.
0: <laughs> that's us. it. That's it. Yeah. That's totally fair. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Supernatural has to get moved to HBO or something for this one. <laughs> Oh we're, going, we're going balls deep the fetish all the way through
1: oh God. <laughs> oh no, Ben. <laughs> ben this, this is a, kind a pun this
2: a fucking pun first of all <laughs> hey Benjamin fanfic exists and it's not poorly disguised there <laughs>
1: second yeah. of all
2: there is no second of all okay Tom what, what have you got <laughs>
3: squirting it's going to be water play water sports that's definitely the the poorly disguised fetish and not not because like i think that that needs to be put out in the world in some way because there's somebody out there who could could be who could be convinced to to experiment with that if they only saw this poorly disguised episode about it (laughs) (laughs) but it would be fun to poorly disguise the the episode that you write where it's like these people like to get peed on a lot. <laughs> you could do all sorts of stupid stuff. You could have someone spit on someone else. You could have uh, just random water gun fights at some point during it that like then slow down and do that like hair toss bikini model montage thing. You know, where the sun's people... behind them and oh, you see yeah. the water droplets moving in <laughs> slow motion and stuff. And then... <laughs> Just randomly in any particular scene, someone pees their pants and everybody, like, is happy for them.
2: (laughs) Okay, here's what we do. We're adapting the story of, I think it's Theseus, and it begins with an episode about a golden shower. (laughs) But it's a literal golden shower.
0: (laughs) It's like (laughs) Scrooge McDuck in the goddamn... Just in the shower. yeah it's a golden
3: okay it's a golden shower and the first person in the golden shower gets possessed with this trickster demon imp thing
2: ooh yeah okay this is now an episode of Supernatural
3: (laughs) the demon imp thing can jump from person to person and the way you know it's not in somebody anymore is because when it leaves it causes them to pee themselves which is why everyone's happy when someone pisses themselves that's great (laughs) lads (laughs)
2: lads <laughs> we've cracked the code <laughs> somebody contact the cw because this is going to be on the yeah, next it's season
4: too bad Supernatural's over because Supernatural we could yeah we're really going to uh, make the cw really content <laughs> oh,
2: God. Um, the cw they definitely have a show currently running right now where this episode would fit in perfectly and for some reason i think that show is nancy drew which I'm extremely uncomfortable with.
0: That sentence makes me feel weird and bad. Mm,
2: But I but I feel like it is though, right? Like am I wrong on this? Is it Walker? F- is it Walker?
0: It,
3: it's definitely know. Walker. It's <laughs> definitely it? Walker. That's the reboot of Walker Texas Ranger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know Chuck you know Chuck Norris can only get his little tiny Old man, I could never beat Bruce Lee's dick up
1: <laughs> when he's getting
3: peed on by another man in a cowboy hat.
1: And <laughs> boots.
0: While getting hit with nunchucks.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: So and that other man, Jared Padalecki, the actor who plays Sam. <laughs> Bada ba bow. All right, hey listeners! What a uh, poorly disguised fetish would you want to write an episode about? Contact us on Twitter at Actually Tall.
4: <laughs> hey, wait a second!
2: <laughs> Just kidding. At Havecast, we all want to know. We all want to read it. We might miss it if it's only in Travis's mentions.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
4: if you if you tweet it at me, I will retweet it, and everyone will. read
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, The reason why I keep using specifically the phrase poorly disguised fetish is because uh, we put out on Twitter like months ago at this point um, a meme and it was like starring the writer's poorly disguised fetish. And I was like on Twitter we were like what episode does this apply to and everyone said this episode (laughs) fucking everybody. (laughs) And you know what? Y'all are right. Good job. Y'all nailed it. Congrats, yeah. congrats, guys. You fucking did it. Um. So I think... uh, Let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Travis, this yeah. episode is... This episode is called Man's Best Friend with Benefits. What's it about?
4: <sighs> oh, God. Sam is... On the computer, and Dean is like, "Hey Sam, what are you looking at?" And suddenly, Sam kind of he kind of like turns red, and he's like, "I'm not looking at anything." And Dean's like, "Bullshit! Yes, you are." And so he spins his la He's Dean spins the laptop around, and Sam's on uh, ao3.com, and he's he's reading fanfics.
0: He's reading puppy play pick fix.
4: Yeah, specifically that.
2: <laughs> I would beseech you, as your friend and co-host, not to drag AO3's name through the mud, if not for the fact that <laughs> I happen to know that these fics definitely exist on
1: AO3. <laughs> no question,
2: sure 100%. If, I, if only I had my VPN working on this computer, because I would look them up right now. Um,
3: well listeners you, you know it? what that means listeners you know what that means it means that you should find your favorite Paw Patrol puppy play <laughs> fic on AO3 and send it to us on Twitter at actually tall oh
1: god
2: <laughs> <laughs> alright now I ha- now I fucking have to look up Paw Patrol fanfic because I have to know if it exists. That fucking copaganda, you know what I mean? <laughs> Surely somebody wouldn't write uh fanfic about it. That would be insane. Okay. <laughs> Alright, while I'm looking that up, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
4: Boom. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop.
0: And we're back.
4: Yeah. So this, I, I got like five minutes into the episode when I had to message Ben and Ari, and I was like, "You guys, this fucking episode." Um.
1: I hate this okay. episode.
3: Okay. Let me ask you real quick before we get in, before we really get into it. Yeah. Travis, have you seen all of the episodes of Supernatural?
4: I'm watching all of the episodes of supernatural as we do this show. so okay you know, this, this was my very first viewing ever.
3: okay, so you don't know you don't even necessarily know. do you even look ahead to see what's coming up?
4: The only thing I do is I will read the little Netflix description for the episode that is coming up. And that's how I I will somewhat inform myself for the little bit I do at the end, where I try to guess what the episode is about. Okay, that's that's all I do. Uh, but hold if on. I understand this right,
2: hold please, Tom, your audio is coming across really shaky. Does anyone else hear that?
4: Yeah, it's um, it's. I mean, it's shaking for me, but I can still understand them. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh...
3: That might be an internet thing because okay. I haven't changed anything and I'm showing my recording still
2: strong. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I just wanted to make sure... Okay, cool, cool, cool. just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like an audio thing. All right. right Sorry right. to interrupt.
3: Uh, let me run speed test real quick and make sure that I'm not like halfway out of this or anything.
2: Oh, you sound fine now, so maybe it is an internet thing.
3: Um. Uh, Okay, so what I was going to say is my understanding is that, as I understand it, Ben and Ari, you have both seen, if not all the episodes, well past the point that we're at right now.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: I've I've seen every episode. Ari has probably seen, like, what, 80, 90% of them?
2: Once it got down to the wire, I started skipping because I wanted to watch the finale Like, when it came out, Um, I did start skipping, like, the more, like, Monster of the Week episodes that weren't really plot related. Um, But, yeah, I've seen, like, 99% of the show. Um, And, obviously, I will see 100% by the time we're done with this podcast. So, there's kind of, like, a one of our um, fans described it this way, and it's, I'm just going to steal what she did because it's the best way to describe it. There's kind of a split in the fandom. So seasons one through five were all run by the same person, Eric Kierke. He was also the person who created the show. He left, and the show was supposed to end at season five. And then it went on for ten more seasons. Seasons six through 15 have three different showrunners, Sarah Gamble, Jeremy Carver, and the third one whose name is currently escaping me. We are currently in Jeremy Carver's run. Um quite a few fans kind of stuck around for like another season or two after Eric Kripke left, but then stopped watching the show for one reason or another. And I fall into the group of fans that is described as there is no post Kripke era in Bossing, say. I stopped watching the show at season five because I literally didn't see the point of continuing and only picked it up when it became clear that this podcast was going to be a thing. Um, ben represents <laughs> the rest of the fandom that, like, continued watching it season after season. So that's why he's seen all of it and I haven't. Or didn't until recently.
3: I get it. Sense. Ben's a super fan.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would say out of the... Uh, I would say out of the three of us, Ben is like.
0: I'm definitely the one that likes it the most.
2: The most dedicated, yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's I mean good uh, because then we have somebody to be like, no, guys, there's good here. Yeah. What I want to you know it you too should much. you
3: Although, should. You should clip this part out and add it to whatever you do for Patreon supporters. But now that we've all lied and said that we know Ben has happiness in his soul, we all know it's really because he's a sadomasochist and he just wanted to punish himself with it. And that's why he stuck around.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I put a chastity
0: thing on while I watched the show. Oh, I, just, I just
2: assumed you punched yourself in the dick when the episodes were on. Hey,
0: hey, hey. You can do more than one thing. <laughs> yeah. you there can might do be both, some. El- no there might be some electrodes involved. <laughs> there might be some other things that I won't get into. You got to yeah. pay for the OnlyFans for that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, if you want if you want a discount link to that OnlyFans, by the way, just hit us up on Twitter at <laughs> actuallytall
0: <laughs> you No, know, I was gonna say use the code rawpatrol Patrol.
2: Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> For 69% off. Ben does uh, cop themed porn.
3: With that voice? Fuck yes, he does. Yes.
2: We can all see it. Why can't you? Because it's behind a paywall.
1: Patreon.com slash
2: Raw Patrol. Okay.
0: Can this episode be called Raw Patrol? It absolutely can.
2: Patrol. Whoa. I wanted. Okay. So, um, this episode. Let's get back to the episode. Uh, Hey guys. No more fun. Only sadness. Okay. (laughs) This episode. Okay. I'm gonna do a quick sum up of the plot. Very quick. Gonna skip a bunch of stuff. Um, Sam and Dean are going to check on their old friend who we the viewers have never met before uh, James Frampton who has been having some disturbing dreams where he murders people hookers. Who are, yeah hookers and a blind guy just people wandering around East St. Louis at night um, For for some reason I don't know why anyone would wander around East St. Louis at night it is like one of the most dangerous places in america but that's either here yeah. or there
3: i was i was going to ask y'all do, is anyone else here familiar with st louis even a little bit
2: yes yeah. i lived uh, two hours uh, from yeah, it. yeah. sorry that question was not directed to me i realize now yes i'm very familiar yeah no it with was
3: <laughs> it was directed to you and to them so ben you you don't know and travis you don't know much about it
1: yeah
4: I do i've know. only driven through st louis to get to uh colorado hmm.
3: So there's a note like uh there's a time where they go to a witch bar and it very prominently shows the uh this like graffiti that says basically East St. Louis yeah. or mural or something and then they're in the witch bar and I was like Jesus Christ they're doing a lot of work with the fucking racial coding in this motherfucker aren't they Oh
2: yeah. my god yes and mm-hmm. we will get to that in a second also, the queer coding, we'll get to that as well. Yeah. Also, the rampant misogyny. This episode has a lot. It's, got, <laughs> it's a
1: lot. Um,
2: yeah, so I do want to say, okay, so I've driven through East St. Louis several times. It's how I used to get home. Um, and for some reason, I always kept, I kept, like, when I lived in Missouri, I would drive through St. Louis to get back to Alabama to visit, like, family and friends. And I always missed um, my exit, And so I would have to get off and drive through East St. Louis to get back on track. And let me tell you... Vancouver is not East St. Louis. I don't know if you guys are aware of that.
1: <laughs> I don't know if y'all know. no idea. But a
2: city in Canada? Not in Missouri. Not in, or Slash Illinois. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, and not... Which is where East not, St. Louis is. Not mere miles off of a major part of a major dirty-ass river, either.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, this I didn't realize it was an it, it's set in East St. Louis. I thought it was set in St. Louis. I didn't realize it was yeah. set in East St. Louis until I saw the police station and I was like, "No, yeah. this is not." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they are not they are not clear about where it is cuz the the opening like location title says St. Louis. Yeah, but it doesn't say East St. Louis, and then there's like the police station when he's walking out. You see that it says East East St. Louis uh, Police Bureau or some shit like that, and uh, and then there's that mural at the one point where it says East St. Louis.
2: Yeah. So for our international international slash non Missouri Illinois listeners, East St. Louis is not like the eastern part of St. Louis. It is its own town thing. Um, oh yeah,
3: there's, it's, uh, it's where the the river divides St. Louis. Yeah. East St. Louis is on the eastern side of the Mississippi River, and right. there's a huge, like half mile wide bridge, half mile long bridge, or something like that. Yeah that goes over and east st louis has always been known as like the poorer side of st louis it was where like uh, it's where they put all the dock workers bars and stuff from way back in the day mm-hmm. there's there's a part there's a part about halfway through the episode where they go into the uh into their friend james's house mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking at this house, and I go, there's no fucking way a detective in, in fucking St. Louis, Missouri can afford a house that looks like that. Fuck you. I don't believe this. So I did some Googles, and I found out some stuff.
2: Okay, hit us with
3: it. Uh, so the average home price uh, – well, let's start with the average police salary in St. Louis – is forty one thousand eight hundred and seventeen dollars, and home prices range from an area called Ladou, where the average home is about two point five, is more than two point five million dollars, to uh, Ferguson, which many people recognize for terrible reasons. Uh, the average home price there is one hundred forty one thousand one hundred twenty six dollars, and then there's. Uh, at, towards the bottom, you get places like Pine Lawn, where the average home price is less than $40,000. Like uh. the, the income range, so just to be more clear about that, the income range for average home prices, this is average home prices in certain parts of what is known as St. Louis, which is really just the St. Louis metropolitan area. They have homes that go for $2.5 million. And then within 5, five ten miles of that, probably, you've got homes that only go for
4: $40,000. Damn. Shit.
3: Which brings me to my point that Officer James, well, apparently <laughs> Lieutenant Detective James, mm. is on the take. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and that would have Well okay to be fair he is a witch Yeah. Uh, so maybe He used magic
3: To be a corrupt cop
2: To be a corrupt cop Absolutely. Yeah. Oh he yeah. definitely because, used magic to be a corrupt cop They state that yeah. in the episode
3: well, um, be, Oh no They state in the episode many times How fucking perfect he is That he's got a 100% arrest rate And shit yeah. like that yeah. They try and act like he's a good boy and all this shit. But and what's what's fucked up about it is they're like, he's good because he's a cop, but he's bad because he's a witch, which does not read that way in twenty twenty one, man. Not
1: even
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. this episode you... came out in twenty thirteen and is hilarious because of that in hindsight for sure.
3: Yeah. What a difference eight years makes. Like this. Yeah. Is... <laughs> Today, if you told me, hey, there's a person who's a witch, and they do they cast uh, black magic, and there's a person who's a cop, which one do you want to be friends with? I'd be like, where's the witch at?
2: <laughs> yeah, for yeah. real. Um, because and- on
3: one hand, this guy's a witch, but on the other hand, all cops are bastards.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, okay, real quick, I do want to do the sum up of the episode. Uh, yeah okay so sam and dean are going to go visit their cop slash witch friend james they do not know that james is a witch uh in their hotel room they are waylaid by his familiar a dog slash beautiful woman named portia over the course of the episode they're trying to figure out if james is actually guilty of these murders there's sort of an implication that like doing magic caused him to go crazy and maybe kill people. Um, It turns out that's not what happened. There's actually a spell that allows, like, another witch to mess with James's memories and his mind, so he thinks he's committing these murders. That guy is immediately, the second he is on screen, we're like, oh, you're the villain. Uh, Anyways, sorry. Uh, We find out that James and Portia are dating, which is part of the reason why... The bad guy does what the bad guy does because it's frowned upon for familiars and their witches to... fuck. Uh, and the episode ends with them defeating the evil witch and James and Portia riding off into the sunset because James is now wanted for several murders. And well, that's pretty much what and, happens.
3: <laughs> and Sam coughing up a little bit of blood.
2: Oh, yeah. There's also a thorough line in the episode where... Sam from last episode has started the process of the trials to close up hell Dean is concerned that Sam won't be able to handle it by the end of the episode through no action of either Sam or Dean Dean realizes (laughs) that he was wrong Uh, (laughs) Sam says no it's really going to be fine and then he you know Victorian lady with consumption coughs and a little bit of blood dribbles out of his mouth and that's how the episode ends
3: Oh yeah, and let's let's unpack that a little bit more because it's not just through no action of either of theirs. The bad guy which makes <laughs> makes Dean see his mommy die and Dean says, "I saw mommy die and I remembered that we're stronger together." <laughs> and then with the with the with the power of brotherhood, he now believes
0: in his brother.
2: And Sam yes. Should have responded. What does that have to do with our argument? So
0: no. Here's what Sam <laughs> so- should have said. I guess the real moms are the ones we lost them along the way.
2: <laughs> 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 okay. So um, this episode is trash. It's trash for some reasons we've already oh, it's alluded. A it's,
3: garbage fire,
2: if I may yeah. say, it is dog shit.
3: Hey! Yeah. Hey! <laughs> um, just start counting the puns now, because they're they're going to come fast and furious. If I've ever met Ben before, oh, uh, Ben's been a, Ben's been a
2: guest guest on this show for over 150 episodes. They're yeah. A, yeah, they're aware.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a yeah but I've got He's a host. Too, I don't know <laughs>
2: why I said. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, you just got you just got demoted. <laughs> I'm so sorry,
2: Ben. I see you as an equal member of the team. I don't know why I said it that doesn't way. It doesn't sound
0: like that anymore. Okay.
2: <laughs> this is a fight we need to have off off the episode. But this is for behind the, patrons. the scene dramas <laughs> for the patrons. Oh my
3: God. Look, one well. of the things uh, I said I said earlier that this is really shitty, stupid T V, but it's done well. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they do well is they do uh, they do a cold open and the cold open's one of the nightmares. And so you see this guy and he kills a hooker and uh then he wakes up and so now you know that was just a nightmare and then it's uh in the morning and he's got his suit on and he's or his bathrobe on and he's going to make coffee and uh our, our, oh yeah it introduces the dog there too who's a beautiful doberman Pinscher. like oh, yeah. that that dog yeah. is just gorgeous it makes me want to have a puppy dog
1: Hello. uh
3: but, uh, so the dog's comforting the guy in his bed and then it skips to the next morning and he's making coffee and he goes to throw out the uh, grounds in the trash and he opens the trash and he finds a bloody shirt in the trash. Now, from there, it it does a hard beat to uh, to the boys in the car. The first thing you see before you see Sam or Dean is you see that fucking beautiful car. You see that thick ass just in your fucking whole grill. And then you hear Sam and Dean mid-argument. Which brings them... They park the car. They get out. They're still having the argument. The argument, by the way, is... Uh, I guess Dean is saying that Sam said that Shep was a good stooge. Do I have that right?
2: The best oh, one? Yeah. Yeah,
0: that Shemp was his favorite.
3: Oh, Shemp was his favorite. And yeah. uh by the way, uh Dean's wrong on that, because Dean's like Shimp isn't isn't that good. Shimp was a great stooge, it's just the writing of the three stooges was completely different by that time, and it wasn't as good as when they were at their height. That's all that is. Yeah. Like shimp is a fine stooge, and stop stop trying to shit on Shimp, Dean. What the <laughs> fuck have you ever done?
0: Hashtag damn it, Dean. <laughs>
3: But it's it's a great thing. Like, this is very smart. They start you mid-argument. The argument takes them into the motel room, which is going to be a, a recurring setting for the uh, for the episode. Also, can we talk about the fact that they got a fucking motel room somewhere that was big enough to have two full-size beds in it and also a whole entire dinette set in the very front? Like... I swear to fuck, there is not a real motel like that in the entirety of the U.S. anymore. It is no longer 1962. Motels only look like that on the back lots of fucking Hollywood studios or in Vancouver, Canada. (laughs) Or in Vancouver. (laughs) Where they film half of the fucking Hollywood TV shows and shit.
2: Yeah. Mm. So this motel room, first of all, all the motel rooms in Supernatural, they're 100% sets, obviously, but like, they they basically have one layout for the hotel room, and then they switch out like the paint and the decor. Um, so the, the style we see over and over again, uh, but also Supernatural kind of operates on a sort of like, t- like, t- like young... 10 year old boys fantasy Logic or like like Wet dreams like not wet dreams that felt Weird a young 10 year Old boy it's like just like Fantasies right they They earlier this season Sam and Dean got what is essentially A bat cave right a secret Hideout that only they're a part of The secret hideout for some reason has Electricity and running water How does it have that since no one's Been in there there since the 50s shut The fuck up who gives a shit um, but, yeah. if, but this is the first time, like, that, the, like, secret base has been introduced. Seasons one through now have all operated on a sort of, like, hey, isn't it cool to just be on a constant road trip and have all of your needs met and be able to get everything from, like, a convenience store and stuff like that? And, and that is very much like, um... I think that's where like the kind of you know kitchenette motel room sort of thing comes in. I guess I don't really know, but
3: yeah, that's yeah. an insane. That's an insane motel room. Like I mean, we've all been in motel rooms, and I was just like, "Bull, fucking shit, dog. <laughs> Like not a goddamn chance." Really, this is uh,
2: Tom being like, "I want to stay in a motel room that nice. Where is this? Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> C- the CW lot? I don't." Um. Can we talk about the fact that, okay, so one of the first jokes of the episode is uh, Portia, the dog, as a dog, uh, comes, like, scratches on Sam's door and is wanting to be let in and Sam pets her, and Sam is a big dog fan, and Dean is not. Uh, and so when Dean comes back from his beer run, Sam goes out and is like, hey, It followed, you know, she followed me in. She just wanted her belly scratched. There's no mud anywhere. I figure we can let her sleep and hang out for the night and then go find her owner in the morning. And Dean walks in, and of course, Portia has turned into beautiful woman Portia. Were we shocked by that joke, or did we see it coming from a mile away?
4: Oh, I was definitely not shocked by that joke. What made me uncomfortable about Porsche's existence in general was that in her human form, she kept wearing her dog collar. I mean, yeah.
1: Shit. Yes, yeah,
2: the entire oh, episode.
3: Right, she wears a dog collar. Okay, so the dog has—it's one of those like little visual acuity tricks that they use in uh, in TVs and movies that you've seen a hundred times. The dog has the collar, so the woman has to have the collar so that you know it's the same thing. But then the woman has a dress on. And a particularly low-cut dress, too. Like, it shows her heaving bosom very well. Yeah. And it's like, where's the dress when she's a dog?
2: (laughs) Still on her, just invisible. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Yeah. It's (laughs) it's her black dog fur. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I don't Um, know. Oh,
2: yeah, she wore black the entire episode because she's a Doberman. Get it? But, like... Uh, the collar was uncomfortable, combined with the fact that the episode is called Man's Best Friend with Benefits, Portia and James are fucking, and we'll fucking get to that. But then, also the fact that Portia keeps referring to James as her master.
4: Yeah. The, yeah.
2: CW writers, let's have a little was, come to Jesus
4: this, about this. This is the kind of episode that makes teenagers think think it's okay to like walk into a Marco's Pizza with their collar on. Yeah. And and the leash and all that. I'm just saying, keep it out of Marco's pizza <laughs> and everywhere okay, else okay. except for your you house. You take
2: that shit to Papa John's. They have Damn daddy me. in the name. No, no. You,
0: you take that. You take that lack of subtlety. Two dominos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> I was gonna make the joke that no, that's some supernatural... Pizza Hut
3: level bullshit, Ben, and we all fucking know. Yeah. I, was know. I don't know why. You... Pun. Look, it's better than Little Caesars. We all went immediately there, but it is fucking shitty grease pizza. It is Pizza Hut pizza bullshit for sure.
0: I'm feeling called out because I like their stuffed crust, but hey, all right, that's that's fine. <laughs> In fact, I feel entirely kink-shamed by part of this conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, sure, think... these writers have no subtlety. <laughs> they certainly lack like dominalty, but god damn.
3: Well, the whole thing is, and this is another place where, they're re- where it's really stupid but really smart at the same time, mm-hmm. is they have this thing where Sam says, uh, oh, familiars spend half of their time in animal form and half of their time in human form. And it's really just a, a one-line thing that you can put into the script that means that you don't have to spend a shit ton of money on a CGI budget to have a talking dog. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Right? Mm-hmm. And it gets past a little bit of the, of the idea that one human would be completely subservient and owned by another human. But again... It's a black woman calling a white man master all throughout the fucking thing. And then they're fucking mm. and she's wearing a collar. And I mean, it's just there's so many ways. There's so many critical lenses you could look at this. And about half of those critical lenses, when you look at this with them, show that it's just problematic. And how yeah. the fuck did they not see that?
2: So um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I do not think that Portion James's relationship or the creepiness level of it would have been saved by this at all. But when she first called James Master, I was like, just say witch. Just say, I'm a familiar, he's my witch. Yeah. Like, sometimes you have to look at what you're actually showing, what is being shown on screen. And you have to look and you have to think, okay... My audience is a bunch of, like, 20 to 30-somethings in 2013 America. How is this going to look when they see it?
4: You know, I want to go ahead and say that the the dynamic duo of writers of this episode, um, Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross-Lemming... Mm-hmm. Do not think of questions like that. Absolutely yeah. not.
2: But they should.
4: They <laughs> they never have yeah. based on their track record of episodes that they have done. Yeah. They all they do is just crank out the bullshit. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, when episodes of theirs come up, I feel like the show regresses to back pre-season one like before just like everything just becomes (laughs) terrible as soon as these two get their hands on an episode so
2: um unfortunately we now must talk about the fact that eugenie ross lemming and brad buckner wrote root 666 one of the other famously racist episodes of supernatural (laughs) (sighs)
1: <sighs> yeah.
2: That episode is about a possessed racist truck that specifically targets black people.
3: Great. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I should watch the show, is what y'all are telling me. I should watch more. <laughs> yeah. I should try not to bounce hey. off of it again. Not all yeah. episodes
0: hey. of Supernatural are like that. You know what I'm saying?
2: Give it. Give it a chance, Tom. Give it a good I-
1: chance. <laughs>
3: I, again, will will reiterate that I apparently watched at least 10 episodes of this show. This was my 11th. How many... Give it 11 seasons. Just give it 11 seasons. You'll like it. Because of Stockholm Syndrome by then. And you'll be able to finish the last four.
0: Four realsies, though. uh, I was just making like a not-all-man joke. But... There's not a whole lot of episodes like that in Supernatural, but there are enough to make you feel uncomfortable and it makes me feel weird suggesting people watch it. And unless it's for having people on the show. That's it.
3: Are you ready for my first cuz this was a CW show, right? It aired on the CW. Yeah. It aired it, in yeah. primetime on the CW.
0: It aired on mm-hmm. War, on the WB. Right? Okay. D-
2: yeah, it started on the WB, yeah. and then the C, and then the merger, the WBPN merger happened, and it moved over to the C. What became the CW? It aired on Thursdays, and I this want is to in say seven, at like eight, seven Central. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely would have so, been
4: big, big prime. Yeah.
3: So by two thousand thirteen, it's airing on Thursdays around seven, eight o'clock uh, mm-hmm. on the CW. Okay, here's here's my pun. Are you ready for this? And yes. I, I, I'm super surprised that with how much they missed everything else, that this didn't actually happen in the episode. Nobody ever looks at Portia and goes, "You bitch," and then oh have somebody else go. Somebody else go like there's a there's a character in this called uh, Felipe Lachat who is a mm. cat and would have been the perfect one to be like Portia, you bitch, and have yeah. somebody be like, "Hey, you can't call her that," and. It'd be like, no, but she's actually a dog. Like, that's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, this is a great segue to get into the misogyny that Supernatural has an issue with. Um, because. because hey,
3: sorry. Appreciate that.
2: Glad to help <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, but, Dean. Calls women bitches on the show liberally, like, I, and I don't mean that like he is he is a Democrat mindset about it. I mean that like he uses it a lot. Um, it's a problem.
3: It... Wow. So this, that happens in every other episode, so it's kind of conspicuous would, by its ap- by its absence in this one.
2: I would say that it's I, I, it's not every other episode, um, but it does. It's What it is, is that there are a lot of... Not a lot, but there are female villains. And every time a woman shows up who is revealed to be a demon or a witch or evil, Dean will make a special point to be like, you're a fucking bitch. I mean, he doesn't say fucking because it's, you know, TV. But he, he says... He calls her a bitch. And it's usually Dean. I don't think Sam's ever... I, I can't think of a time that Sam's used it.
0: Maybe once or twice, but then yeah. it's the most.
2: And um, it's it, it, it's really at a point where it's like, it's uncomfortable. Like it almost, um, I saw a review once that was like, it feels like Supernatural has female villains sometimes so that Dean can call her a bitch. And I I kind of see where they're coming from. So yeah, I spent the entire episode being like, where's the bitch joke going to come? Where, who's, yeah. Dean's going to be like, poor you bitch you're such a bitch, something like that, you know, because, and and part of that is going to be because Porsche is a supernatural creature, um, which we'll again, get into. And then it didn't happen. And I was, I am shocked, honestly.
3: Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm thinking that bitch just means female dog, but that might be a breeding term. Bitch might be a, a breeding female dog. So it might not even be accurate for this, but, you know, just having said this much into this, I fucking goddamn guarantee you they didn't do the research to figure out whether it was okay to do it or not.
2: Oh, no. Well, and again, the misogyny, even though Dean doesn't, nobody calls Portia a bitch, the misogyny in this episode is turned up to 11 when we find out that familiars have to do whatever their witches tell them.
1: yeah. So yeah, the
2: relationship that's... between Portia and James is completely unethical.
3: Uh well uh no, I'll fight you on that one a little bit. Not much. I'm not gonna stand here and die on this hill, but I will I will weakly push back at you in that uh, they did say that a familiar finds their witch. They which did. implies consent to the power dynamic relationship. Because we are not, in order to completely take agent, you'd have to completely remove agency from Portia, in in order to say that she was incapable of consenting. And it's not like, I I see where you're going with it, and you're like, it's close, but just based off what they said, if we just take what they say about all this shit at face value, they do say that a film, a familiar finds their witch, that. Uh, It it is very much implied that they are not under the age of consent or anything like that because they have a willing sexual relationship. It also implies that the power dynamic part and the fact that she wears the collar all the time also implies that this is part of their like coded BDSM secret fetish shit.
2: Well, and the fact that Portia and James definitely have sex in the episode while James is tied up to the bed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And not not just tied up, I mean chained. I see where you're coming from with this, but I would argue, okay. I would argue, do I think that James is like actively taking advantage of Portia? No. But it is sketch that Portia is in a position where she can't say no.
3: Ooh yeah.
2: like it just it just is. it just is.
3: Yeah, no, it, no that trumps every like I said, I'm not willing to die on the hill anyway. and the yeah. fact yeah, the fact that she is incapable of withdrawing consent, mm-hmm. no matter if she no matter if she consented to the initial part, she should be able to withdraw her consent at any time uh yeah she should have a safe word
0: yeah yeah it's constant and willful consent it's not oh one time i say yes you do whatever the fuck you want to me yeah constant and willful consent
2: also supernatural plays around with the and you obviously wouldn't know this tom but supernatural plays with the idea of free will versus fate a lot it's one of the major themes of season five um and so Portia, when she's talking about like how a familiar and a witch kind of hook up, and not in a sexual way, just in general, um, Portia talks about the fact that like, j- like, you know, they have an, a soul bond that is blah, 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 very like soul matey language, that kind of shit. Which of course, later in the episode when it's revealed that Portia and James are romantically involved, um, it's like, oh, that's what she was talking about in such like purple prose uh, but it just, I don't know, like, just, with when, Portia is obviously able to give some pushback against James. Like, if he makes a command, she's not immediately like, all right, I'll do it. But it's just, it's just, eh. Uh. Yeah,
0: they, it is very they, gross.
2: And they didn't have to do that. Like, yeah. so philippe is the the cat is the guy who's like i had to because i can't disobey my witch he says master too but i'm refusing to use that word um I, i can't disobey my witch and it's at the very end of the episode and it's one line and all they had to do was just be like philippe be like i'm really sorry but he's my witch and i'm his partner and blah 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 blah, blah. i don't know i think I feel like it could have been avoided I feel like a lot it, of this stuff could have been avoided
1: actually this or, whole episode it could have been, been and
2: yeah.
1: i
3: i think that it's an editing choice because when philippe says that thing right before uh what happens to them happens afterwards i think they're trying to imply that the reason why philippe couldn't say no was because not because he couldn't say no but more because uh, he's scared that his witch will kill him right. or do something bad to him and and it's okay fine you have this implication but you have you have explicitly said this other shit that makes everything problematic so maybe explicitly give yourself the out
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah all they had to do was have Philippe be like I can't he'll kill me.
0: Yeah. Or let him be in on it. Let him be evil. Let him be Yeah. 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 Let him be the evil henchman. And then you have like James and Portia fight uh the cat and the dickhead. Oh, and yeah. we have a we have a crazy cool like like you got animals fighting, you got witches fighting. It'd be hype as fuck, but yeah. they, they only had twenty dollars for CGI for that fucking fight. Like one lightning bolt.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the, the CGI in this episode is something to behold. It yes, is oh,
2: James. The special <laughs> effects would have been more impressive if they had just had James go lightning bolt, lightning bolt, and just throw. <laughs> yeah. and just do the LARP thing.
0: James really needs to like level up his goddamn mana pool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God.
1: laughs> oh um,
3: okay, let's talk about the special effects in this episode for a second. Uh, yes like within 10 minutes of uh so here's the bad i'm gonna do a bad one and i'm gonna do a one that i can't decide if it's good or bad and i'd like to hear what y'all think about it the bad one is uh, we're 10 minutes into the episode we don't know shit about shit james is sat at a witch bar and uh He gets a whiskey. It looks like a whiskey, but it's just brown liquor, and it's probably only Captain Morgan, because James doesn't seem like he's more than a soy boy for most of the episode. (laughs) Uh, And another person comes over to him. You have no idea who the fuck this is. And he goes, hey, i go easy on those. And it's like, okay, why are you telling him to go easy on one shot of liquor? Like, it's not like he's got a pile of glasses beside him or, or anything skip over that. And he goes, wow, you look awful. And the camera, because they're doing this, they're doing this like, uh, what's it called? Like a mid close, uh, shot counter shot mm-hmm. of the two having a conversation. And so it immediately goes to counter shot back to James. And you see this beautiful man with these <laughs> fucking permanent dimples. <laughs> like, like, in this quaffed hair, he looks very healthy and hell <laughs> In the yeah. lighting and shit, he looks amazing. He looks better than anybody who is currently on this podcast. He looks better than anybody who could possibly be listening to this podcast. The
2: hey, motherfuck- don't talk about our fans like
3: that. The, no, the, the motherfucker it's looks the like line. the motherfucker looks like he should have a goddamn modeling contract. He's a gorgeous human person.
1: Yes. And, oh, is- you look
3: awful. Like fuck you. Yeah. Also your lighting sucks.
2: <laughs> um God. that's a thing that uh, happens in television a lot. I feel like again because you know, they cast beautiful people to be in things 99% of the time, um unless they're like sidekicks or character actors or whatever. Uh It'll be like, wow, you look like shit. Cut to the most beautiful human anyone like has ever yeah. seen. And it's like, okay, yeah, they look real yeah. terrible. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but
3: Ari, later on in the episode, this is what blew my mind about this, because I have it written down in my notes. Later on, there's a scene where James is in different lighting, and you can tell they did the expense of putting white makeup on him to make him look yeah. kind of washed out
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, like, ill, like, slightly ill. And then from then on it's a it's a game you can play with yourself. I like to call it shot or reshot because it's it really does feel like they had to do pickup shooting for a couple scenes and they didn't have the budget to get the makeup girl back in mm. to to white up fucking James's arms or some shit. Because yeah. there, it does seem like there's at certain points, like in one scene he'll be kind of pale and washed out, and then in the next scene he will noticeably not be pale and washed out. And then in the next one, he's back to pale and washed out again. Like, I, I think they had to do some coverage shots and they did not. They did not hire the makeup boy to come back in and fucking powder James down.
2: Nor did they ask James to powder himself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hand, hand the motherfucker a talcum powder and say, go to town.
2: Yeah. yeah, James. So, by the way, I, is played by an actor named Christian Campbell, and you're right, Tom. He is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, um, and the has is hella queefed. Yeah, yeah, and has been in a lot of stuff, including True Detective uh, and uh, Big Love. Yeah, well,
3: with That's those a... with those dimples, I'm surprised <laughs> he's not on the cover of like Calvin Klein underwear ads and shit like that
0: yeah um he, he was oh he was in the new reefer madness okay i was about to be like how old is this man is he immortal he was he was in reefer madness <laughs> and then i saw it was 2005 i was like oh god all right that makes more sense
3: so this is the special effect i want to get y'all's opinions on uh they go into the witch bar and to establish it as a witch bar which you can already tell because like the first person you see is kind of that like kind of Camp and slightly extra in a smoking jacket in a way mm. that definitely reads this person's supposed to be sort of magical. Yeah, like well, it's your magical gay in the background. We you know, can, like,
2: we can also longtime viewers of Supernatural can also tell that this is definitely something is afoot with this bar because it's not essentially a biker bar. Um, uh, it's it's a bar that like I don't know you probably spend. Like, you have two drinks, and you're going to spend, like, 30 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's posh as fuck. Yeah, Yeah. which is definitely... And we'll get into this. um, Definitely uh, not something that hunters or, quote-unquote, normal people do. Humans, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, chads.
2: Um, Yeah. Uh, So... That again, longtime viewers would immediately be like, "Oh, there's something. Either right. it's like a secret society or s- vampires
1: or some shit like that."
3: So it's- apparently, just for me, they did this thing where there's two witches who are uh, there's two witches who are playing chess against each other, but they are not moving the pieces. They're just looking and nodding at a piece, and then it slides a couple of squares. Yes, And it, yes. this is just going on kind of in the background as the camera pans around to whatever it's trying to find in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a neat little special effect. It looks good. But here's why I also say that it looks bad as fuck. Uh, one, there's a slight delay. Uh, and you can tell one of the actors covers it. Because instead of just nodding, they nod and then lean forward and then their piece starts moving. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, what they have is is the uh, the pieces have a magnet on them, and there's somebody under the table with another magnet, and they're just moving the magnet. It's a standard old like uh, seance trick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can tell they're doing it because it's the it's also a very prominently featured table that has a floor length tablecloth on it. When yes. they're also showing other tables that definitely do not have tablecloths on them, yeah. <laughs> So is that a good effect because it does kind of look good and the actor catches the flub and fixes it by by giving you something else to look at, or is it a bad effect because it's also very fucking obvious?
4: Hmm. I'll be honest. I did not catch. Anyone playing <laughs> it, it's like in this episode. It's
0: the right when you when we first see this yeah. really posh ass bar. It's like a yeah. right. And it's only for like maybe two, three second stops.
4: Yeah. I I'm gonna let you guys in on a little <laughs> a little secret that happens to me anytime I get to an episode of this show that I do not like at all. I barely pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I'll listen to the episode going on, and I'll have it up on the screen, but am I actually watching what's going on? No. My eyes are glazed over, <laughs>
1: and I'm only sort of conscious. That is
0: fair, and I, I watched this episode, I think, twice. Yeah. Like, not today, but I watched it, like a little, like, almost right before we started, and I watched it probably over the weekend as well.
2: I'm gonna go with it's a good effect because they put effort into it. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, yeah, but
0: <laughs> how much effort is needed to get that A for effort, though? Right.
2: Um. No. Okay. So <laughs> we the past couple of years have been suffering because we've had to deal with CGI blood spotter, and that oh. has personally hurt me deeply. So the fact that mm-hmm. it was a practical effect that didn't look like shit is. Yep. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a B plus
3: yep yep and that sounds it. that sounds right because in the recap like i haven't been watching it or anything but in the recap they're showing something about like them fighting hellhounds or some shit and mm-hmm. you see several really bad blood effects like these are yeah. these are probably i i kid you not these are probably stock uh stock liquid effects in blender that they bought yeah. off of like the first website they found that had had them colored the right way for whatever blood they wanted. But I can oh yeah, <laughs> it's bad if you're if you're really good. I bet if you slow it down frame by frame in the recap, I think you can tell where the invisible sides of the glass container that they're letting the water physics happen through to make it look yeah. like it's splashing. I think you can tell where they are. Yeah. Uh, one of them's Absolutely. obvious only on the ground, but other than that.
2: They used to do way more practical effects back in the early days of the show. <coughs> um, and then I think it was like season six when it became really obvious that the. And maybe I just didn't really pay attention in seasons like, you know, basically after they moved to digital. Um, maybe I just didn't really pay attention all that much in seasons three, four, and five uh, because I was enjoying other things and like.
3: Didn't or maybe. Mind.
2: But season six is where it got, like, really obvious.
3: If season eight is going on in 2013, did this show Mm. start in 2005?
1: Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah, so that means that the computer technology just got cheaper and better and easier to do without having to hire a whole fucking Lucas Lucas Films (coughs) subdivision in, Mm. in order to animate something. So that you could go and buy a stock liquid effect. And right. at the time, in two thousand thirteen, not a lot of people were using those stock liquid effects and shit. And it kinda gave you a it gave you some cred with the people because they're like, Oh shit, look, they got a CGI budget now. That's fucking awesome. But in twenty twenty one it looks like utter dog shit. Ari, you've defended Porsche as like a person with agency yes. uh, throughout this. And I so I'd like to start with your opinion on this, but I'm I'm curious on what uh Ben and Travis think too. Are uh, Portia goes back and forth between being a woman in a very low cut dress and also being a Doberman pincher. And I just I wonder what you think. Does she prefer having two nipples or eight?
2: Well, that's a great question, Tom. Thank you for asking. Uh,
0: honestly, honestly, I'll tackle on this one first. For, for those of you,
2: for those of you just tuning in, uh, we're not talking about the sexual preferences of someone who spends half their time as a fucking dog.
3: Oh yeah. Also, do you think that James has ever done doggy style with her as a doggy, like true doggy oh, style?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. No. I don't think anyone's show... skipping to one hour in 22 minutes and 33 seconds i'm gonna say definitively she probably prefers having as many nipples as she can because they're sensitive and they're fun to play with has he was
4: also gonna be my answer has
0: james fucked her as a dog you know what? i bet they did it once and it was weird (laughs) i bet they only do hand and mouth stuff when she's in that form
3: Oh uh, they do Paul you all know, the dick stuff? No.
2: <laughs> you know the show hey, Don't the back show, out do that peanut butter thing. <laughs> okay, here's what they do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, I'd want to point out that the show had enough class to not go here, but we do not. and we never did. No um, no no thank no you for that. no <laughs> do not say
3: that. The <laughs> The show specifically lampshades the fact that it wanted to go there and can't get past the censors. Oh
2: yeah, I was actually gonna ask that. Do you think the show okay.
3: Cause the one guy okay, who is yeah. it? Sam says to Dean, he says it's been sixteen hours and you haven't made a single bestiality joke. Yes. Yeah, it's that's definitely them just lampshading the fact that they can't sell bestiality jokes past the censors.
2: Yes. Mm. But they can imply the bestiality joke. Bow yep. bow bow. Okay, so uh I think she pegs him is the answer to the question. That's
0: your answer when to everything.
2: <laughs> it, and it's a <laughs> no, good, that would be and great. For good reason. Well,
0: <laughs> no If Sam no.
3: if if Sam hadn't gendered the dog several times during the episode where he says she came in for belly scratches, for instance, at the very beginning and stuff it would be even more interesting if Portia was a beautiful lady and then dog Portia was like a stud a, like with a huge dog cock because James likes it up the up the poop chute sometimes.
1: Hey, we've um, already
0: seen he enjoys being chained. so yeah. James and Chains, Miles Coverage cover band. That
2: I believe <laughs> J- James is a witch, and I'm going to go ahead and say that he could definitely magic a harness. To yeah. fit a dog.
0: It's not that much of a stretch. Yeah. James is already a witch. He could also be a switch.
2: <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> okay, so to answer the James Nipples and... question.
3: By the way, James and Chains, the first album has to be Switch
0: Witch. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> James
2: and Chains is absolutely an Alice in Chains cover band. And it's the type of cover band that's like, Alice in Chains? I don't know. It feels That representation feels a little forced, guys. Why does she have to be a woman? That doesn't make any sense. That's that's my theory. <laughs> um, okay, to answer the nipple question, which I find very fascinating, although I did not necessarily want to hear Ben and Travis's answers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
3: you. I was
2: not really interested in that. Um,
3: ben and Travis have nipples. They're allowed to answer the nipple question.
2: It is not the same, and we all know—or maybe it actually—I don't know. But the answer to the question is also eight. <laughs> <I agree.
0: laughs> all that preamble to agree with us? Fuck <laughs> yes. you!
1: Fuck you! <laughs> How dare you? Um.
2: Okay. So I wanted—I actually wanted to ask you guys about the be- the non-bestiality bestiality joke. We're all comics. How did we... How do we feel about that joke being in the episode? Just in it's, general.
0: It's obvious. Yeah. yeah. It's double rhinoplasty. Two on the nose.
2: All the jokes really were.
0: Yeah. You
3: There's, know, and they I, left I, how so many... much... They left so much on the table.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Like... Okay, so at the very beginning... uh when they when uh Sam tells Dean hey she was a dog just a minute, minute ago Dean comes in with a knife out and she's like wait i'm not a shapeshifter like bitch you just changed from a dog to a woman you were by yeah. definition a fucking shapeshifter you they could have they could have made a joke there or they could have just changed the dialogue to say i'm not that kind of shapeshifter mm-hmm. you know like something yeah. like that but definitely with there already being the comedy context of him misunderstanding what she is. uh, And especially with all the like subtle BDSM references. Well, not really subtle, but all of the like kind of hand waved BDSM references that they never picked Mm -hmm. up on. If she would have made a casual kink joke about uh, what do you got plans for that knife for some shit like that there. Was it, it was a very simple joke that fixes the dialogue problem of her going, I'm not a shapeshifter.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: They tried to imply several times that Portia is, and by imply, I mean do everything but outright state, that Portia is a dom?
4: Yeah. That's definitely the vibe they were trying to go for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, We get that a little bit when she's first introduced because she basically tells Dean, like, to suck it. Um, And then 100% in the scene where she is riding James while he is chained, spread eagle to the bed. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're like, we gotta chain you to the radiator real quick. He is spread eagle on the fucking bed. And she is on top of him. Like...
3: It's yeah. A- but at a- the <laughs> at the same time though, like earlier in the episode we were talking about the consent stuff and things because they imply that uh and she calls him master and stuff like that. Oh,
2: so, it's 100% trying to have your cake and eat it too.
0: Yeah. Well, here's here's how I'm reading this cuz it's 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 starting to make sense in my head. Um what y'all are saying because I really saw it the other way around that Ninety percent of the time Jane James is the Dom and Portia was the sub. But if if you roll with that Portia is the Dom, if not all the time, most of the time, that's how in their heads they make the dynamic work in the community. And that's why they feel like they can do this. Is because she's in control when the sex stuff happens. Yeah, he, he's in control mm. with the witchy times are afoot.
2: You know what? Still gross. I, I completely agree with you, and in that way, it kind of feels very Fifty Shades of Gray.
0: I'm but still again, Fifty Shades of Nay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but
3: you know, again, I'll say the thing like the same with uh, the same with when uh, the one dude dies. That sounds like a major fuck up in editing they could have added one sentence and fixed the whole fucking thing by explicitly saying uh, like when, when they have that sex scene and she's on top while he's chained up, uh, she puts the, she finishes putting the chain on him. And while she's doing it, she's going, you know, you don't have to do this. Well, see, this also makes it very clear that she is not always doming him in that particular way. Because right. she's trying to convince him, hey, you don't have to do this. Uh, there's no way they'll know if you don't do it. And he's like, no, I've got to be good. Like, even when I don't have to be, that's why I'm a good person. Because i got to be good all the time. Because I can never make mistakes. Because this is a simplistic bullshit show to make you feel bad about yourself. uh uh-huh. um, It's weird that they stuck all that dialogue in right then, too. Yeah.
0: All that sex position.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got a cough <coughs> Alright uh,
3: But When when she locks the things If she just said uh, If she just said something casual Like You know, I like these still ones Better than our normal leather Oh, th- yeah It looks better on you
2: Mm-hmm
3: you know, something like that. Then it implies that they do do this all the time. They're just using someone else's sex toys instead of their own.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Which they're a, using 17s.
2: Would have been kind of hot and B kind of funny.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's just and, another place they left a joke on the table.
2: Yeah, um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to pivot because this episode is already going to be ten years long, uh, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's just a lot to talk about. Because this episode is so so, yeah. um, But I kind of want to pivot into something that we, I feel like I bring up every other episode this season, which is, uh, how is the lore, what's the lore up to today? The supernatural lore. How's that doing? So, one of the big conflicts of the episode is that, is the question... Did James kill these people? And are Sam and Dean going to have to put him down like Old Yeller? That one wasn't on purpose. (laughs) Um,
3: We were all just going (laughs) to let you sit in that one. (laughs) You did this to us. (laughs) I I
2: did. I did. Uh,
3: Where did the red fern grow in this episode?
2: (laughs) James's ass. Uh... If they had had someone fall down a well, I would have lost my my (laughs) mind. You know, oh
3: my god, I didn't even think about all the lassie jokes they could have been doing. Holy
0: shit! To go back to to something Tom said earlier about Portia being a stud when she's in dog form, where the where the red fern grows, it's when it goes into James's (laughs) eyes.
2: Good and again, good for him. Good for him. Okay, so, anyways, um, the reason why this is an issue, this this is kind of where it gets confusing. So, in the past in Supernatural, witches have been introduced, and it is explicitly stated that witches get their powers because they make deals with demons.
3: Really? Because this episode acts like that's not the thing at all.
2: Correct. It does act like that. I'm... This is not the first time. I don't... I mean, I don't know. Is this? I don't really remember. Like, have so, you seen another witch on this show that's, like, just had their powers naturally or just picked them up like they're a wizard in D&D? Like, they, yeah, I've, they
3: I've, do not... They do not say exactly how he got his powers. They talk about the fact that he didn't have it before. And right. then they, they mention that it's been at least four years. Right. Because because th- he was a cop before, and at one point they say that uh, he's been a lieutenant for four years. mm
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: So it's been at least four years since they've seen him, and sometime in the middle he got powers. But they do seem to imply that he just read a lot of books. Because it- I think Portia even says he learned how to be a witch, doesn't she?
2: Yes, and... Yes, he, he, she says in the beginning of the episode when Dean and Sam find out that James has become a witch because he wasn't the last time they were there. Um, he's, Portia's like, he got totally into it and he had to learn everything about it and it became kind of like his life. Um, and then she drops the ball that he has been using it to like close cases, um, and really improving his life. So in action, James is doing stuff that's pretty similar to witches we've seen before on the show. It's just that mm-hmm. witches we've seen before on the show have been going around murdering people. So the way hunters work in this universe is that it's not like they just... I mean, sometimes they do, but very rarely do they just show up somewhere and see some magical happenings. Somebody has to die to attract their attention. There has to be, like, a blood trail, a victim, oh. something... Or they get tipped off that someone else has been murdered like in the case of this episode with James Um, and so in the episodes where we have witches we find out they got their powers through demons usually so that they could go around getting revenge on like people for petty bullshit or to give you more power by doing like certain rituals Um, and it doesn't state it doesn't go into like why they're evil but unlike vampires and werewolves, witches are just people who get magical powers. So it makes yeah. sense that not all witches are evil.
1: Well, which is you why know... it's
2: kind of fucked up for Dean to just be like, if, if James cannot definitively prove that he did not kill these people, we will kill him.
3: Yeah. Well, it's even worse than that. Because when Portia and Dean go to the witches' bar... Portia introduces Dean, and everyone just accepts him because she introduces Dean as, oh, he's a Wiccan from Detroit. So, <laughs> Wiccans exist in this world and they are right. considered to be acceptable by the witch culture, which implies Wiccans refer to themselves as witches often. Uh, and it implies that you can become a Wiccan, or a Wiccan can become a witch. So if all witches are bad and Wiccans call themselves a witch, like you're having to jump through a shit ton of hoops to justify this stuff. Or maybe, maybe, because it's season 8, enough Wiccan fans had written in and been like, I can't watch this propagandist bullshit. Uh, Not all witches are bad, witch life matter, and shit like that. (laughs) And so they decided to throw him a bone by being like, no, Dean's a Wiccan in this one for a couple minutes, and he's even okay saying it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he only throws up in his mouth a little bit
0: um, yeah, look, at, look, look at big tough uh, leather daddy being okay with being called a witch it's cool he's a wicked it's fine
2: so i have an issue with the fact that sam and dean are just like yep if, if if you know and again clearly james did not kill these people he's innocent sam and dean do like i don't know like half a day's worth of research into this, and are like, "Yep, he definitely did it." Time to time to take him out. And
3: yeah, well, it's not even like, that. It's yes. not even that he definitely did it. It's it's the dumbest set of fucking circumstances too, because it's like, mm-hmm. well, he definitely might have done it. <laughs> like this whole shirt thing that I brought up earlier. The yeah. you, later on the in the episode, James shows the boys the uh, the shirt. And in order to prove that it's his, he turns it around, and uh, on the uh, pocket, it's a, uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? Uh,
4: it's monogrammed. Monogrammed,
3: yeah. He's got fucking, this is a cop who lives in like a $350,000 house somewhere in, in a ritzy neighborhood in St. Louis, and he's got fucking monogram button-ups that say JMF <laughs> on him.
2: Oh, James is a trust fund baby. That's it either he, no, uh, he's oh, a corrupt magic cop. or he's a corrupt cop or he's a tr- or he's a billionaire in which case it's all bad. It's all bad. Um, yeah.
3: Plus he's like well, JMF and my initials are JMF, so you know that means it's got to be mine because in St. Louis, which is a city that probably has <laughs> what a million and a half people Inside the greater metro area, there can't be another person with the initials JMF. You know, there's no Justin Marion Friars or or uh, Jonathan Millhouse Forrest. Nope just just me, me, jackass motherfucker himself.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, the other thing that really bothered me in the case course of like the investigation, uh, and try, you know, before they realized like, oh, James didn't do this is because they keep trying to search for a spell to where a witch can basically mind control puppet another witch into doing murders and when they can't find that spell it's like well we have a witness that maybe puts him at the scene of the crime and the bloody shirt case closed guys it's done we are good oh yeah it's like guys it's fucking magic
1: yeah, like, that's oh, it's so it's
3: bad. It's so bad. Okay, so the, the piece of damning evidence that makes them go with the with the like, uh, hey, our, here's our instant kill a witch spell, is that uh, Sam gets a callback from the crime scene people because it's Magic Hollywood forensics, and when you give somebody a piece of a shirt with a part of a blood stain on it, they can type and match that blood stain in like six hours and call you back. That's a thing that happens. There's not other crimes to be investigated. (laughs) There's not a backlog of rape kits in every major metropolitan area in the entire United States. No, we can type a fucking blood match from a, from a scrap of shirt in six goddamn hours. And he calls him back. And it's not like, yes, you found that shirt at the crime scene and the blood on it is Lieutenant detective James motherfucker. No, it's, it's <laughs> yes, that was the third victim's blood on the shirt. We already knew that. We already knew it was victim's blood on the fucking shirt. Yeah. We knew that. Like, as a viewer, you've watched the murders happen through James's eyes. Like, they've shown James doing the murders and then waking up from the nightmare of him doing the murders. So you see that the blood splatters all over him and shit. And then he finds the blood-spattered shirt. There's never, there's never a question... That it's not a victim's fucking blood on the goddamn shirt. And then when they get it confirmed, they're just like, we got to kill him now.
2: So, and again, at no point are they like, it takes Portia being like, guys, he's chained up. I know he didn't do this because I saw his memories and I didn't see him like planning the murders or whatever. No motive just saw that he has seen himself killing these people in the dreams which isn't good enough can we wait one night to see if he i don't know goes out and kills anybody before we before we do the kamikaze option right and they're like okay i guess and it's just like it's fucking magic is involved you have yeah. been hunters since you were children get on the level
3: even, even if the victim's blood on a shirt, on a shirt that was definitively James's shirt, would have proved anything, like, you haven't established that James was wearing James's shirt. Like, do you know how shirts work, assholes? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not... It's not because it has my initials on it. I'm the only one who gets to wear it. (laughs) Ha ha. I claimed it. Firsties. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha.
2: The reason why Sam and Dean are so gung-ho to do the murder is because we yet again have to explore the fact that not all monsters are evil, which is something that we have seen over and over again in this show, including this season which they reference yeah, in this like episode. Yeah, that was the whole
4: first quarter of this season was dedicated to that.
2: Well, here's... Ooh, ooh. Here's hey. what it is. It's a matter of personal responsibility. So the other two monsters who, you know, they didn't like carte blanche murder um, are uh, Benny, <coughs> a vampire, and then a werewolf girl. Neither of these people had any choice in becoming, you know a vampire or a werewolf. It happened to them, but James chose to become a witch. So...
3: And then chose to do only good with it, though.
2: Well, yeah, but Sam and Dean don't know that. So...
3: Well, they do because they have that fight, right? (laughs) And Sam says he wouldn't be the first guy we gave a pass to.
2: Right. Well, okay. So here's what I think, if I may step into the shoes of this show. Here's what I think it is. At this point in the episode, they don't know whether or not James has been going around and murdering people. Um, whether he's... But clearly, like, even if he has been murdering people, clearly there's some other shit going on. Otherwise, James wouldn't be in such a state about it. He would be more actively probably trying to cover up his crimes, not showing a bloody shirt to two hunters, two people who would definitely murder him, given the chance.
1: Yeah.
2: And so Sam says, you know what? If he did kill those people, he's obviously, I mean, he doesn't say all this, but I'm putting words in his mouth. He's obviously regretful. He probably won't do it again if he can get whatever the fuck under control. And we've given passes to other monsters who have also definitely hurt people who were varying degrees of innocent. Like, why not him? And Dean hit Sam with the James chose to become a witch. They didn't. But he didn't. But even if he did kill those people, which he didn't, he didn't choose to murder them. He was affected by something.
3: Yeah, but at that at that point, I think they'd already been to the bar, right? Uh, Dean and Portia had already been to the bar.
1: Yes, that
3: scene happens before. Yeah, so Dean got told by someone who is introduced to him as someone who would know that there is no spell like that. And it's Portia who later points out to him, hey, Dean, you're real dumb, and you don't know how dumb you are, so stop being stupid about how dumb you are.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm pretty sure that's uh, line for line, what was said in the script.
2: Absolutely. Well, there were some edits, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the guy who tells them there's that there's no spell that he's heard of is Spencer, the bad guy, and... Yeah, Spencer, the, the bad
3: guy. like the the <laughs> second he comes on on fucking scene, I was like, it's him. He's the bad guy.
2: <laughs> First of all, he's in the episode for like a total of three minutes tops. Yeah. And his motivations are so stupid.
4: Oh yeah, it's...
2: I knew they were going to go this way. His motivation is
4: that he's a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right.
2: All I right. To,
3: in this I scene, I wanted to
2: fuck the dog girl. <laughs>
3: In this scene, you're going to be a fuckboy. And go. <laughs> okay, now in this scene, you're in a different location, and you're going to be a fuckboy. Go. <laughs> or no, it's always the same location. You never see Spencer except for in the witch bar. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So and it's he's, And he's on screen like the... for two seconds.
3: You know what that means? That means that actor was hired for like one day and they just reset the shoots and did all his scenes in one day so that they didn't have to pay him more than just like the base pay for yeah. a first definitely <laughs>
4: definitely
2: yeah 100% <laughs> cuz so...
3: look there was something up with him like the he comes on screen and he's he's acting like he's James's friend and uh he acts like he knows quite a bit about james but we are not introduced to him he's the guy who was like hey you look awful calm down on the drinks and shit like that uh and then then he says something like james says something about dreams and uh spencer's like oh you never said anything about dreams if it's dreams then that's bad and then uh james says something and spencer's just completely drops the dream thing and then uh Spencer goes, you need to see someone. And James is like, but who would I see? And Spencer just completely drops that. And then Spencer goes, maybe take some time away? And then he completely drops that. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Even with the bad dialogue in this show, it has never been that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it, it just read as like, this is a really odd conversation between two people who are supposed to be friends where one of them knows a lot about the other one's sickness and knows that he's a witch cop and all this kind of stuff that you would think would be kind of personal and close to the vest though later on you find out that everybody knows he's a fucking witch cop which just seems seems
0: everyone
2: and everyone knows he's fucking his dog.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's a huge Blink One Eighty Two fan. Uh,
3: and they call him and they call him James the whole time. You goddamn yeah. know. You know if these were real people, they'd be calling him yeah. James the dog fucker.
1: <laughs> James no, the just dog. dog
4: fucker. Yeah, Called dog fucking Jimmy. Yeah, like,
3: <laughs> Jimmy James, dog fucker. Yeah there'd be people in the background everywhere he walked going Jimmy fucks dogs and he don't care Jimmy fucks dogs and he don't care
0: (laughs) now you know they're playing that Blink-182 song on Spotify whenever he walks into a room
2: um I, so the absolute fucking gall of this show to racially code as much as they do in this episode queer code as much as they do in this episode and then set up a relationship that is clearly unhealthy between Portia and James. Like, how dare you, Eugenie, Ross Lemming, and Brad Buckner? I, this is awful. This is fucking terrible. Travis,
3: Travis, you're the one Uh who brought up who wrote this. Have you, uh, have you... uh, by any chance looked ahead and seen how many episodes are are you aware of how many episodes total they write that of supernatural that they have written
4: together oh yes absolutely i'm reminded every time they pop up <laughs> because basically what i do to record uh, our listeners know this i bring up supernaturalwiki.com and look at a synopsis like on the um like while we're recording just to like remind myself in the moment mm-hmm. And then I will always like click on it'll be like written by so and so and so and so and I'll click on who wrote it just to like remind myself what else they have written. So So it is just like upsetting (laughs) that (laughs) from now all the way to the end of the show, they have at least three or four episodes per season (laughs) until the end of the show. So you've got, and I got to say, I'm not looking forward to
1: (laughs) any of them.
3: So you've got, you've got seven more seasons of this show and three to four episodes. So you've got as many as 28 more episodes. That's uh, a
2: full season of television.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That is longer than a current season of television. You have one whole season of this couple writing episodes for you to watch. Uh It's
4: uh, actually 34 episodes. Oh Jesus Christ. I just I just counted. <laughs> and it's, thir- it's 34 more episodes of this of these two writers of this team that, and they're producers of the show. Oh, like They don't go
3: away. Travis, that's 23.23 23 hours. You have a whole <laughs> day. <laughs> a whole day of your life.
2: Oh, man.
3: Left <laughs> of just watching episodes written by these two.
2: So, um, do you guys want to spend like a weekend just watching the Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross-loving episodes
4: oh god we might as well like continuity be damned they don't write plot episodes anyway so we might as well
2: um getting back to Spencer real quick Supernatural has been doing this a lot this season and it's so frustrating where they don't really set up the antagonist of the episode very well unless it's a plot episode um, but in the Monster of the Week episodes, they haven't been doing that. So it always just comes in very late in the fifth act of the episode, completely out of nowhere. And it's just like, I mean, it's not completely out of nowhere this episode because the minute Spencer was introduced, we were like, oh, okay. Um but, like, his motivations come completely out of nowhere. They don't plant oh, those absolutely, seeds. absolutely, yeah. So the reason why Spencer is doing all of this is because he wanted Portia to be his familiar, because he's in love with her. And she chose him, and he was fine with it, until James, and I cannot state this enough, started fucking his dog true that's exactly
3: that is almost exactly what it says in the episode yeah
2: and and then he was like i wanted some of that puppy pussy this is fucking ridiculous (laughs) yeah Yeah. and then
3: and then holy shit then you have two white guys you have two white guys fighting over a black woman who is subjugated to one of them and one of them is fucking, and the other guy wants to kill that dude because he's fucking a black lady. Like, the the implications of every second of this fucking episode are just so horrendous. It's like, you didn't see this? No one watched this? There wasn't one person on the fucking crew going, wait, with what they just said, with him saying that he doesn't like, that he's going to kill him because he's ruining his life, because he's fucking a black lady, that and he don't like the fact that he's fucking. He's like, I think he even says something along the lines of like wizards and or witches and familiars aren't supposed to mix like that. Like it's
2: oh yeah, the, it's so, so this,
3: misogynistic.
2: Yeah, so this uh, I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, dear listener, but. See, Supernatural has done a clever thing where they've slowly and subtly weaved in a metaphor about how, you know, love is love and relationships are great and, you know, you shouldn't be against interracial relationships or queer relationships, you know, just because it doesn't, just because it's not like a straight woman and a a straight white dude and a straight white woman, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But then, like they add in all of the slave master bullshit that we've already talked about and it just goes out the window.
3: Yeah. There is definitely a way that you could do this with a lot of the thing, uh, things being close to the same. Like it it has a lot to do with the fact that, uh, adding in those extra like words here and there, those extra sentences would really help to to recontextualize some of the stuff. Um you're right. This the the way they've done this, they're obviously trying to make one point, but by the time they get to those points, they really fucking haven't done it. It you, it reads like all right, watches like uh, you ever watch Atlanta? That sh- that Childish Gambino yeah. show. There's a there's an episode where uh, they go to uh, they go to like a Juneteenth uh, cele- yeah. celebration, and it's at like a white guy's house. And then that white guy just starts dropping the N bomb at some point, and he's like, "No, it's okay because I've got this like tribal thing on and stuff." And uh, Donald Glover's like, "No, it's fucking no, it's not. We're 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 going." It reads kind of like that, like they're trying to do one thing, but they're really being super, just almost as m- the most offensive they could possibly be. So I found a picture of Eugenie Ross Lemming, and her husband, executive producer, Robert Singer. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are exactly the white couple you think they
2: are.
1: Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And this episode reads, and again, they do, okay, so we haven't really gotten into the queer stuff this episode, but g- give me a second. Um, this episode reads like two people who have never had to deal with your relationship being denied because of who you're in love with trying to write an episode about that but it's not just that they've never even talked to anybody like never or did the research or googled it like and it just um, because it because it feels okay because when you bring in the context of the relationship between a familiar and a witch like involves wearing collars even in a non-sexual sense and being an animal most of the time and you know having to do whatever your master tells you to do and then also referring and it's not just portia who does this it's not like a sex thing it's like or part of their you know bdsm kink relationship like philippe does it too philippe calls spencer his master That's the norm. Yeah. That's just what familiars do in this universe. So when you add all of that in and then you find out that it's frowned upon for um, familiars and their witches to date, it starts to feel less like these people are prejudiced against relationships that are different and more like it's frowned upon because there's a consent issue here and a power issue power dynamic that's kind of an issue here not these people are bigots but in the real world with real issues of like people being against queer relationships or against um interracial relationships those people don't have a reason they're bigots racism is illogical homophobia is illogical so it doesn't it does not the metaphor does not work And it could have, but then they added in all that shit because this episode is really about Eugenie Ross Lemmings and Brad Buckner's poorly disguised puppy play fetish.
3: (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) I love that, (laughs) by the way. So... I read that uh, Brad Buckner is uh, is Eugenie ross Lemming's writing partner. I So for a second there, I thought that she actually wrote with her husband. And that's why it's bad. So it's actually worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, like, You're not fucking the lady. You should be able to tell her, no, that's a bad idea. Uh, and she's not fucking you. So she should be able to look you in the eye and go, no, that's a bad idea. But apparently what happened is, according to the... Uh, fan wiki it says that they left after season one but if this particular episode is anything to go by they were probably fired after season one
4: oh. well you want to know we uh, we've told the listeners about their season one episode their season one episode was i think we already route said six, route 666 six, 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 uh, six, which was commissioned by show creator eric crypty because he lost a script and and he needed a week to replace it.
3: Oh, shit.
1: Yep.
4: Yeah. That's why they show up in season one, and then they don't show up again until season seven when they become producers.
0: Yeah. That says a lot about them as writers and as closeted racists, that if they had a week to shit out a script, they chose to write about a racist truck. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... The fuck you, you doing in your spare time? Th- that's what you're fucking shitting out.
3: You know, I'm not gonna call them. I'm not gonna call them explicitly racist or bigoted or anything. I think that, and I, I don't know. Maybe I interpreted what you're saying wrong, Ari. I think that they're just they're those like not quite moderate people, but they're so privileged that they don't even have a concept of how you couldn't be at least as privileged as them mm.
4: you know oh, yeah they've been they've been hollywood producers since the 70s
2: how much like, how much could a banana cost michael <laughs> ten exactly. I
1: dollars don't, i don't understand I, what do you mean you're having an issue getting so, married
4: i think my problem with them as writers is that they're so out of touch with <laughs> not just how supernatural is written but how television in 2013 and beyond is written. Oh yeah. That it just feels like an insult every time I have to watch one of their episodes. Oh
3: yeah. No, this, uh, there's a quote on the fan wiki page for Eugenie, uh, Ross lemon. And there is a long quote by her and, Oh, it's bad. It's real bad. And it's written like somebody who wrote the episode that I had to watch, but, uh, underneath it, it goes, uh, Ross Lemming has previously written episodes of Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Do any Are any of y'all old enough to remember that? No. I no. do. It was a fucking, it was like a procedural in, I want to say, the 80s maybe. I, I remember watching it in the 80s or the 90s, and I think I was watching reruns of it. But it's it's a bad, it's one of those like uh, Moonlighters or something like that where it's a, it's a dude, a rough and gruff dude and a prim and proper lady. And, uh, I think that's actually that one particularly is like, he's a rough and rumble cop and she's a high minded, uh, socialite and they solve crimes together. And then mm-hmm. she also wrote for Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, which, oh, wow. uh, starred super racist Dean Kane. Uh,
2: yeah, and, uh Dean Cain. Whew, yeah. Dean Cain. Yeah.
3: Super problematic. Dean Kane. Uh, and then she wrote for Beggars and Choosers, which I don't know. Uh, so,
2: guess who else has written for all three of those shows? Who's that? Brad Buckner.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's her That's her writing, writing partner, right?
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, they, they've, they've like been writing wit-
2: together for a long, long time.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, okay, if you go back and watch... Uh, if you go back and watch... The New Adventures of Lois and Clark, or whatever the fuck that was called. Uh, the uh, Okay, Scarecrow and Mrs. King is an American television series that aired from 83 to 87 on CBS. Uh, the If you go back and watch the Lois and Clark thing, it, there are so many episodes of that that are problematic in exactly the ways that we are talking about this episode being problematic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so you're talking about that show was on, I wanna say in like the mid nineties. Uh also Clark. Let's see what Wiki says real quick. Um
2: Okay, so here I feel like here's what it is. The viewpoints expressed by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. In the episodes that they're writing in 2013 and beyond were progressive in the 80s, to an extent, kind of.
1: Yeah,
3: Yeah, because they wrote on – the Lois and Clark thing is a series from ABC from 93 to 97, right? Yeah. Hmm. And if you go back and watch it now, it's got all those same fundamentally problematic issues and shit, and it just sounds like they've been writing stuff – since the early to mid '80s, and they haven't learned a single fucking thing because they've been so insulated from society, in this weird, like, neoliberal next to multi-hundred-millionaire people in this like box of safe society where it's like, oh, well, I give to the World Wildlife Fund, and I support, uh, I support the genocide in Rwanda. <laughs> can't remember who who was making that joke where everyone was everyone who hated the genocide was like I support the genocide in Rwanda it's like well I support fighting the genocide in Rwanda (laughs) I don't support it fuck no Uh, (laughs) Um, but it sounds like they're that type of people and they've been that people for fuck 40 years now yeah yeah
2: uh, it's that joke in Get Out where the girlfriend's like, my dad's probably going to tell you that he voted for Obama twice. And then sure enough, the dad is like, hi, I voted for Obama twice. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's that personified. Um, yeah, I completely agree. It's just like they had what was considered progressive views in the 80s during like Reagan's America and then never updated them. Yeah. And that's why we get you know the root six 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 episode and this one and I'm sure episodes in the future that Travis just gets to enjoy. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, something something that I want to talk about, and we really do need to wrap this episode up. But it has been a lot of fun. And yeah, thank you for having with... me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah! Thank you for coming on, and also maybe come back. Um, but
3: <laughs> not on uh... your fucking life. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? I should Tom, bring me on for Tom. every one of the fucking episodes. These assholes, right? Let's do that.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tom lives
2: out what I suggested that we just wa- that we just watched these episodes. Um, I want to go ahead and say. That Supernatural has had some like really zany, bizarre, off the wall episodes. And those episodes, even when they're kind of bad, inevitably end up being my favorite because like they're so, they're so like just fucking wackadoo. Yeah, but the, the... least they could have done, the least, if you were gonna make me sit through a 45 minute episode with your shitty politics and your weird implied kink shit. And the bestiality, and the shitty fucking title that pretty much explicitly states the bestiality. <laughs> um, the least you could have done is made it insane. Yeah. And this episode is comparatively very tame. Yeah. And it's uh, it's my least favorite thing. It's not my least favorite thing. The shitty politics is my least favorite thing. Yeah. But it's definitely not in the top. It's well, definitely in the top three of my least favorite.
3: You know, it's the banality of bigotry is what's going on in this, in this particular episode. Like, you can tell these people are not trying to have the problematic takes that they have, but they're also so fundamentally like that kind of person that they can't... They're not even aware of how you would begin to divorce it at all. And it's that level of just banal shit headedness that's super mm. fucking offensive like do you not self-examine even a little bit you fucks
2: well conservative ideology is baked into supernatural and honestly we kind of haven't talked about it but i guess we're going to now really quick so
3: so is dean always this much of a prudish virgin in every episode
2: i don't know how to answer that
0: i do Uh, okay a lot of the time you know he's the one that throwing dick man (laughs) oh really really, like yeah like Like, out of form i
3: swear to fuck there's like a part of this episode where if he wore pearls he would have clutched them and fanned himself with his other hand Because it's implied that like so and so and such and such are having sex, and he's like, "My word!" Mm." (laughs) And Sam's uh... the one that has to explain it to him. She's like, "We were being intimate," and Dean's like, "What do you mean, like telling each other secrets?" (laughs)
4: Sam's like, "Oh, yeah." That's also just because throughout the. (laughs) throughout the run of the show both sam and dean just get a full-on hambification. yeah Yeah. (laughs) like they 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 both have one brain cell between them okay and they share it every other episode
2: dean dean also mentioned another himbo moment this episode is when james is like i can astral project i can i'm a witch i can be here physically but not here mentally and dean's like what, through, like, phone sex? And James is like, no, you dumbass, through astral... Pro- what the fuck? I just said it was yeah. magic. <laughs> Were you not yeah. listening? Ten seconds? Yeah. So, and Sam's had moments like that, too. Um, Dean is the one who throws dick the most out of the show, mostly because every time Sam tries, uh, someone dies, but... <laughs> yeah,
1: you got that death um, dick.
2: And, um, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I don't know. Dean sometimes, like, he he watches porn pretty explicitly a lot. Like, there's a a running running gag of him
0: watching fucking, what, Busty Asian Beauties?
2: Yeah. Mm, Um, yeah. He watches porn. He picks up chicks. He makes a ton of sexual jokes. He hits on, uh, you know, women left and right but I've always joked about the fact that, like, one of the most least believable things about Dean's character to me is, like, the fact that he's so good with women. And I don't know why that is, because Jensen Ackles is, like, obviously super attractive and very charming. Um, and Dean can be very charming sometimes. And I think maybe it's that, like, uncomfortableness with kink, maybe? Which has definitely came across this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, the kink was bestiality, which I am against, but kind of. Not really.
1: It, no, well, I mean I am
2: against it. Sorry, What
1: yeah. yeah. I'm trying to say is <laughs> that it's not bestiality.
2: Or is it? We don't know. It's
3: definitely we some don't furry know. shit. It's definitely it's... some furry <laughs> shit. Yeah. And if you're into some furry shit, good for you. But like fucking just when you when you write your fetish into a goddamn TV show on the WB, like maybe Maybe go full on Cloud Cuckoo Lander on it and make yeah. it so absurd off the wall. And then at the end, just have one of the characters turn to camera and be like, it's okay to fuck people dressed up as animals, but don't put your dick in a cat.
0: Yep. Yeah, do the old like, dude, Sonic dude, and fisher's dude. thing. Yeah. yeah. Look, kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to have don't a persona.
0: Don't fuck yeah. squirrels. Right. It's okay yeah. to fuck. It's okay. To, it's okay to fuck someone dressed up as a dog, but fucking your own dog is no good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. we had we had a lot of fun today, but it's important to know. Uh, yes,
0: constant and willful consent. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, it's no good.
2: <laughs> Can I just go ahead and say that the twist on the episode is that James wears the fur suit?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he will not touch her. He won't even pet her when yeah. she's in dog he, form. He's so he repulsed. Dresses,
0: he either has one of two suits. I'm guessing he either has a Maltese suit or he has a wolf suit. Oh.
3: Ooh. I don't know enough. I think I'm thinking some sort of pony.
0: <laughs> Puppy pony play. Ooh, here's what it is. Uh, James is a scaly.
2: Oh. <laughs> Is that a deep cut? Okay. Uh, You really
0: scaled up for that joke.
3: I got to say, though, this doesn't. So I I told you I found these reviews of the whole of the entirety of season eight on Amazon.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And there's this one that I particularly liked because it's kind of a gushing thing. But it is also like one of the craziest fucking four sentence paragraphs I've ever read in my life. And no one it's been up for over a year. And no one has found this review helpful. <laughs> and almost every other five-star <laughs> review has been marked helpful by at least one person. <laughs> but this lady called Miss Deb reviewed season eight in May 19 of 2020. And she gave it five stars. So this is deep in the time of COVID, right? This is while we're all still locked down, no matter where you're at, really. Shit. Mm-hmm. And... uh she gives it five stars and she says, Carry on, my sweet adopted grandsons. That's the title of her review.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, no. Yes.
3: No, yes, no, my no. sweet adopted grandsons. Uh, verified purchase, so that she has purchased this. And uh, the review is The world is safe when we are done. Lay your weary heads to rest. I love every season more, more, more. It is supernatural, exclamation point. It has moose and squirrel. There is an angel, such as he is, and the king of hell. It has a king. What more do you want? More importantly, kind of, I can see the end of the nasty, bureaucratic, creepy angel tunnel. Sweet Charlie is spreading sunshine and girl power. And my benny's got our backs. What could go wrong? And that's the review by Miss Deb that no one has found helpful because it's wow. fucking full insane.
2: I think we can all go change that right now. We could all yeah. find it helpful. Uh, fucking report abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so technically everything she said was correct, but she said it in some sort of strange coded language that only only the truest of Supernatural fans is going to understand, and as three of those are here tonight, uh, I can interpret. Um, I would like to share a IMDb episode, and I wish I had done it before you shared yours, Tom, because it's too good.
3: Just so you can see uh, the punctuation and stuff. Oh,
2: that's
4: amazing!
0: It is great. I had had it. I pulled it up. I, when you mentioned reading them, I went and found
1: them.
2: <laughs> the reason why this is so unhinged is just because she was in quarantine and going insane. Oh, <laughs> like, it's a mood. Yeah, just talking. Just talking to. The fucking, like, her poor (laughs) shih tzu being like, do you think this will help people? I sure hope it does. Sam and Dean sure are brave, aren't they? And he responded. So that was part of the issue.
3: Write the fucking Uh, review, uh, Deb. If you (laughs) want to see the end of the day, you'll write the review, (laughs) Debra.
0: Son of
1: Deb. (laughs)
2: Okay, I like this review because it has to start with a Bed of Lies. It's a 9 out of 10. Fantastic episode of Supernatural. I work in the film industry and write for TV and film myself. I'm an award-winning scriptwriter, a director, and dra- jack-of-all-trades in the film industry. I also watch a lot of great TV. This is what I wrote about this episode. Just finished watching one of the best TV episodes I've ever seen. Supernatural Season 8, Episode 15. Brilliantly done. Incredibly t- intelligent writing. Excellent dialogue full of rich subtext. Sometimes as much as two layers deep. Great story that works well as a standalone package. Fits the series episode format. Doesn't give too much away. Has surprising twists and some plots events. Will leave you on a cliffhanger for two equally possible scenarios of what's happening. What, what episode fun. of television did they watch? <laughs>
0: this, and Why didn't one? we watch it?
2: Supernatural season eight episode fifteen. Also, not
4: there? so so you just found the review that Brad Buckner wrote yeah. about
3: his own episode, right? Yes. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs>
3: no, this is the one that uh, that Eugenie gets her husband to go write on there because she's like,
4: <laughs> "Oh yeah, See,
3: I didn't write it about myself." <laughs> so
1: his, it also makes all the beginning me.
3: part true. If it's her husband <laughs> writing it. All that fan fiction at the top is actually true.
1: Yes. Um,
2: the username is Magskadar. Uh, I'm pretty sure they meant to spell Madagascar, which makes me think they're maybe not an award-winning scriptwriter. But that's especially since when you go to their um, page, like it's just a bunch of reviews and like awards and shit from from IMDb for like commenting and stuff. Yeah. Not, you know. There's also a profile (laughs) picture. Yeah, is it is it uh, Robert Singer? (laughs) It is
4: just so you guys know. I went and I went and told Miss Deb that I found her review helpful. (laughs) That's good. That's nice. You evil (laughs) fuck!
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's been waiting a year. (laughs) (laughs) she was so close to getting into therapy because she's like, no one found this review helpful, maybe I should see a therapist Uh, and then you hit hit helpful and now she's never going to get treatment
4: yep
2: (laughs) (laughs) alright, does anyone have any final thoughts, comments, questions concerns, hopes, wishes, dreams alternate realities they currently wish they were in Before we wrap this baby up.
3: I do have one final thought, and that is that uh, I do like what Travis did. I think we should all jump on to Amazon.com, find the review of season eight uh, (laughs) of Supernatural, and hopefully by the end of the week, whenever this episode drops, Miss Deb will have a hundred helpful comment (laughs) likes.
2: (laughs) Hear that, listeners! This is our call to action. If you were <laughs> going to subscribe to the Patreon, you can fuck doing that. Do that? No, I'm just kidding. Please subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slashabcast. Oh.
0: Yeah, and let Deb know that she is helpful.
2: Yeah, you can do both. Yeah. The Deb thing is free. We cost money because we're worth it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Philippe the cat is named Philippe Lachette, and that is the one thing I liked about this episode. Because yeah. Lachat Chat means cat in French And I thought it was cute
3: Oh I thought they were just trying to rhyme
2: Well A little bit of column A A little bit of Columbine I think <laughs> um, Anyone else Final final comments Before we send this episode to the Shadow Realm Where it belongs
4: um, Nah I'm done
1: with it <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, think, I think we've Fucked this dead dog as much as we can
2: Yeah Where's James when you need him? Am I right, guys? Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Tom, where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more from you?
3: Uh, the, well, they'll have to come to a show that I'm at because I hate social media. It makes me feel real bad about myself, and it drives my mind insane. So I try and stay off of it as much as possible. But I am often doing shows uh, in and around Huntsville as quarantine's end and the vaccinations take hold i plan on doing a little bit more ranging. uh just look out for my name tom hand it's easy to remember and uh if you don't find me i'll find
1: you
2: that's not nearly as threatening once you know what he's going to do once he finds you which is give you a hug um,
3: yeah uh... and a like for your helpful helpful insane ramblings
1: yes. oh
2: god <laughs> No, Tom, now it's become sad because you know Miss Deb needs a hug.
3: You know
2: she needs a hug.
3: Yeah, but you also know that she smells like six cats' urine, so there's no way I'm touching uh, her.
2: Hey, sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the greater good, no, Tom.
3: you sacrifice. I'm going to stand over here and just point her at you because you're going to give her a hug.
2: I'm willing to make that sacrifice so that we don't have any more hilarious reviews. Okay, anyway, uh... So much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our website, Habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media, including our Instagram and Twitter at Habcast, and our Facebook, Hey Asput, a supernatural podcast. You can Mm also find Uh, a link to our Patreon, where for only $3 a month, you can watch uh, the other show we do, Let's Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Uh, That is a whole lot of fun. Go check that out. Help support the show. Please. We love you guys. Um, Until next time, thank you so much for listening and have fun.
4: And don't die.
0: Bye.